Do you ever feel like you're plagued with tummy troubles? Sometimes we avoid taking care of any digestive conditions due to the fear or stigma associated with them. The great news is, in this bonus podcast episode, we sat down with Ogden Clinic gastroenterologist Stacy Egan to get the scoop on how life can be better without a digestive condition. Stacy shares her advice and insight on gastroenterology and what's available to be seen and treated during this first phase of the economy reopening. Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. I'm Parker Shaw, and with the help of my team and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this video interview. We are here with one of our providers for Ogden Clinic, and this is Stacy Egan. Stacy, do you want to introduce yourself to our audience? Hey Parker, yes, I'm Stacy Egan. I work in Ogden Clinic Gastroenterology um, offices at South Ogden Family Medicine in South Ogden and at the new IHC Layton Parkway, um, seeing patients Monday through Thursday. Perfect. And so with gastroenterology, you deal with a lot of different things. Um, can you just kind of explain what sort of conditions that you see? Yes, we, well, we don't deal with everything, but we do deal with a lot of things. Um, so we'll start from the top. Um, things as simple as GERD, heartburn, um, dysphagia, which is difficulty swallowing, uh, gastric ulcers, esophageal ulcers, uh, celiac disease, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, um, microscopic colitis. We do liver. We can treat hepatitis C. We can deal with hepatitis B. We deal with viral hepatitis, um, all, of, all of them. Um, we also do hepatitis that's related to alcohol or drug abuse, um, autoimmune hepatitis. So we do a lot with liver. People don't realize that as always GI, yeah. pancreas, um, spleen. We do we do everything. Um, rectal issues like hemorrhoids, fissures, rectal rectal bleeding. So we do a lot over here. Yeah, that's a pretty comprehensive list. I think that's awesome. So great that you're able to see and treat so many different kinds of conditions for people. So I think that's awesome to know what's available because I think kind of naturally what first comes to my mind when I think of gastroenterology is just like colonoscopies or just kind of maybe things that are more common. But it's nice to know that there are things that are available for um, more extensive and different problems than what normally meets the eye. So thanks for well, sharing. And I, I should have mentioned that we, of course, we do screening colonoscopies. That's one of our biggest things. You know, screening colonoscopies are so important for overall health. And I always tell patients, you want to prevent colon cancer, and a screening colonoscopy can help do that. Definitely. Well, that's awesome. So, just as from your perspective, when should people seek treatment from a gastroenterologist? Well, one thing I know is they, they a lot of times seek treatment late because they don't realize that we can help them. So things like uh, chronic GERD and heartburn that isn't treated with dietary changes and over-the-counter things, um, chronic abdominal pain, diarrhea that persists for longer than a week or so, chronic constipation, um, gas, bloating, decrease in appetite, of course, things like rectal bleeding, black stool, bloody stool, we are the stop for people who have been diagnosed with anemia because a lot of anemias are called caused from a low volume GI bleed. Yeah. So we're able to diagnose that. Um, what else? Um, anytime people have elevated liver enzymes, we do liver workups and 
what right. we try to do is, is stop whatever is causing the problems in the liver so that long-term patient outcomes are better. Um, anything that's been going on long-term should be addressed. I think patients start to feel like their constipation or diarrhea or, or abdominal pain is just normal. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. It's right. not normal to not feel well. Our body's state of health is feeling well. And yeah. when you have problems, that's your body's way of saying, hey, something's not working right. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think, you know, sometimes we just get accustomed to the conditions that we live in, and even if they're not good. So I think it's really important for people to recognize when something is off and definitely make a call to a doctor or specialist if they need that treatment. Um, Absolutely. Right. And one thing I, I don't know, sometimes associating um, different digestive disorders can sometimes have a stigma that might be a little bit embarrassing to talk about. And I wonder, you mentioned that people sometimes wait a little too long um, before they go get help. What advice would you give people so that they can avoid that stigma and just address their problems? Well, I realize that GI issues are really difficult to talk about. Um, in our society, it's just, you know, it's a stigma. You don't talk about, you don't talk about poop. I remember reading a, you know, a book to my kids that every, everyone poops and that's true, but there are problems with um, avoiding GI issues because things usually get worse and quality of life is not as good as it can be when you're always dealing with issues like abdominal pain, reflux, having to run to the bathroom after you eat, it, you know, prevents you from eating with your family. And if you think about our society, one of the big things about us is we, break bread to spend time with our friends and family. And it's such a big part of us. And if you're unable to enjoy food with your family because you have a GI issue, that's a problem. It, it prevents a lot of relationships from being their best because you're not able to share that. Um, And, you know, any, any really um, alarm symptoms you should address early. People are scared of colonoscopies because it's scary. It sounds terrible. They're worried about the prep. They've heard horror stories but finding polyps early is so much better than finding polyps when they've already turned to colon cancer. So if you know that you have a family history of colon cancer, sometimes I think the um, default is to want to ignore it because it's scary, but really colonoscopies aren't bad. After the prep, the colonoscopy itself, uh, you're asleep for it. So it's, it's actually really relaxing and there's not, you know, there's a few complications that can come from colonoscopies, but overall, a really safe procedure. Um, when patients get here, one thing that I, I do know is that I am very comfortable talking about all these things. So me being comfortable allows them to be a little bit more comfortable. These are not issues that people feel comfortable uh, sharing with their families and their loved ones always. So when they come to me and I'm able to educate them and discuss their symptoms and help them figure out what's going on, it's actually um, a relief to most patients that they're right. finally able to talk about it and they're finally able to get some help for issues that often have lasted for years. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, oftentimes it's only awkward if you make it awkward. And I think having somebody that deals with this on a daily basis that can talk about it in a very positive and educational format is really helpful for those patients. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's a great way to, you know, end the stigma is just know that it's a part of life, but also something that we're going to have to deal with eventually. So thank you for that. Um, Okay, so well, and one, one more thing. I do know that most patients will say things like, I've been dealing with this for 15 years. I didn't know how good I could feel. I didn't know what a difference it would make. 
to be able yeah. to go out with my family. I didn't know how much better work would be when I didn't feel sick every day. And even getting a colonoscopy and saying, I feel so much relief because I've been so scared about this for so long. So right. addressing things head on is usually the best way to address things. For sure. Yeah, that's so true. Well, kind of shifting gears a little bit. One thing I wanted to ask is just, we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started. Um, COVID-19 has affected a lot of our specialties and practices in different ways just because of what's available. And even though we are seeing a little bit of progression um, with some surgeries being available, we wanted to ask what procedures are available with gastroenterology right now, currently? So currently, uh, a lot of the hospitals and endoscopy centers are opening up a little bit more for us. We are not doing screening colonoscopies right now, but we are doing all of the diagnostic procedures. So we're doing upper scopes or EGDs with dilations if needed. Um, that helps us, you know, with an upper scope, we can diagnose things like gastric ulcers, celiac disease, other problems. We're also doing diagnostic colonoscopies. I think people have a misconception that colonoscopies are only for screening, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. Chronic diarrhea, constipation, um, bleeding, those are things that we diagnose with a colonoscopy, and we can do those now. We can do um, what's called a fecal transplant for people who have recurrent C. diff. Um, we do ERCPs. Uh, we're still doing hemorrhoid procedures in the office because th those things need to be addressed, you know, right. early. Yeah. So we're, we're still doing a lot of things. And so patients shouldn't hesitate to call us and we can educate them about about what we're still doing and then get them on the schedule for things like screenings, because the sooner they get them on the schedule, when we open up again, they'll be able to get the screening sooner. Yeah. Well, that's great to know. And have you guys been able to utilize telemedicine at all within your specialty? Yes, it's been great. So telemedicine can be used both with new and existing patients. I, I love it for existing patients because they can call in and we talk to them over the video conferencing, just like you and I are doing right now. We can talk about uh, their response to medication, you know, how they're, how they're overall doing, if we need to change medications, if they need refills. Those are all easy things to do with telemedicine, and then they don't have to be exposed yeah. to things that they can be exposed to in the clinic. With mm -hmm. new patients, we can do an initial evaluation. Sometimes they do have to come into the clinic for an exam, but a right. lot of times we can get them scheduled for procedures that they might need right away, especially if it's something like dysphagia, and we know that they need an upper scope. That's something we could do telemedicine and then get them scheduled for the scope and then follow up after telemedicine also. So it's a really great tool. It yeah. works really well, and it's easy. Um, patients don't even have to know how to download anything. Basically, we send them a link, they click on it. It's really easy for patients to use young and old. All they need is a, a phone or a tablet or a computer. So it's been really great. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's been, uh, been beneficial for gastroenterology for sure. Um, well, just to wrap things up a little bit, what additional tips or advice would you give somebody that may be listening, that may be dealing with these sort of issues that we already covered? Come and talk to me. I can help you. I help a lot of people every day and I really care about patients and I want you to feel better. So don't be embarrassed. Come and talk to us. My staff is great. We have a really great team here and we will make you feel comfortable and I think we'll be able to help you. Awesome. Well, that's great. And I think, you know, if there is a takeaway from this, like you mentioned, 
don't hesitate in, in calling and setting up that appointment. It's so important to get those issues taken care of. And it's so nice to hear that, you know, people see results from this and when they get treated that they just feel better. And that's what we're all about here at Ogden Clinic. So thank you so much for joining us on the call today. Um, for those of you that have tuned in to this video interview, this has been Stacy Egan, one of our gastroenterologists for Ogden Clinic. And for more information on telemedicine or scheduling an appointment with Stacy Egan or any of our other providers that do gastroenterology or any of our other specialties, you can definitely visit us at ogdenclinic.com. So Stacy, thanks so much for joining us on the call today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Parker. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. We're so happy that you joined us today. If you would like to find more information about Ogden Clinic, our providers, or locations, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. If you're listening today from Apple Podcasts app, make sure you leave us a review or subscribe so you can receive more information about the different episodes that we post. We love getting feedback from our audience, so those reviews are priceless to us. If you also would like to shout us out on social media, our Instagram handle is at Ogden Clinic. You can also send us a DM if there's a topic that you would like our providers to cover, and we really look forward to hearing from you. We post episodes weekly, so tune in next week, and we can't wait to be with you again. Have a great week.